Hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to Life from There's Podcast. A lot of big news has come out this last couple of this last month, couple of weeks. Um, so I'm going to talk about some of the headlines, some of the new watches that have been released. I think it's pretty awesome that going into the summer months, there's a lot of change and a lot of cool watches that have been released. It's always great; it gives you an opportunity to explore um, some new things, um, even though. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of auctions that happen in the summer, but there's also some new watches that companies release, um, some pretty cool stuff, and um, pretty exciting to uh, to be reading and experiencing it as a watch enthusiast. I'll start off with um, some pretty big news out of um, the Labrasus-based um, company Automat Pige, which has announced that they have um, they will be uh, they have announced the new CEO that will be taking over the brand. Um, Ilaria Aresta will be joining the company um, in August and she will be the chief executive officer beginning January 1st, 2024. This has been um, François Henry uh, Benamias uh, has announced that he was going to be leaving the company after um, 30 years of extreme success at the brand. I think anyone who's followed, who's followed watches knows that Orma Pique has <clears throat> had a lot of success in the in the past uh, 30 years. A lot of people have <clears throat> looked to the brand to produce um, innovative and seismic watches um, that mark sort of real milestones for, for the company. Some of those launches include the some of the Royal Oak, um, really the expansion of the Royal Oak um, to things like the Royal Oak Black Panther Flying Turbial, they also he also released the launch of the Code 1159, which was obviously taken by some in, in stride for the brand and some not. But I do think that it marks a, a really big big achievement by uh, Ben Amias as CEO of Aroma Pige. So Resta will be taking over, as I mentioned, in the beginning of 2024. Um, the she'll begin, I think, in August just to start doing some shadowing and sort of learning the ropes. She has a um, really great international background that was mainly in the cosmetics industry. She led a lot of major divisions and built up brands for the companies that she worked for. Um, one of them being Procter & Gamble. It's interesting, Procter & Gamble seems to be a place where a lot of <clears throat> watch CEOs and watch enthusiasts, or I guess people watching work in the watch industry come from, or they have some sort of affiliation with it. I think of Max Bruiser, who was going to work for Procter & Gamble, but... They ended up going to Le Coultre, uh, Le Coultre, which is quite a, quite an interesting shift. Um, the press release from the chairman of Roma Piguet uh, sort of said that Ms. Resta will take over Roma Piguet into the future as we continue to develop our brand, blend tradition with innovation, and strengthen our direct connect- connections to clients. Her proven record of delivering results through a clear strategic thinking based on deep consumer insights will keep AP's legacy relevant for generations to come and ensure long-lasting growth. What's really exciting is that, um, is that uh, you know, when, when you have one of these appointments, you know that this person is probably going to be at the helm for quite a while, um, 30 years for Ben Amias, and uh, Resta is probably going to have something similar. It really gives her time to understand the brand, understand where she wants to take it, and do some innovative things. She's obviously got the Code 1159 that she'll have to um, grapple with and, and, and see what she takes that line of watches. But she also has a big, um, big responsibility when taking over a watch brand that has such an iconic model being the Royal Oak. So it'll be interesting to see what she ends up doing with that. 
So congratulations, Arma Pige. Congratulations, Ms. Resta. I think it's going to be great and looking forward to seeing what the, the future holds. Shifting focus to a brand that many of us love, Omega, has announced three new options to their Seamaster Aquaterra World Timeline. There's some really cool um, examples that they've they've included here. They have three sort of versions of them, one in um, steel with a bracelet, one in steel with a green rubber strap, and one in titanium with a strap. The titanium one is really innovative. Um, it kind of differentiates itself from many of the packs. It sort of has this black and gray aesthetic um, that um, isn't similar to many other um, many other of these um, world timers. It has a black ceramic bezel that has this matte that sort of is in, in contrast with the matte tile texture and blackened hands. Um, it's 43 millimeters, so fairly wearable, but on the larger side for if you are used to that. Um, so a, a little bit of a different look to it. It's a really beautiful watch. I really love the general aesthetics of it. I think the world timing um, function is extremely beautiful. The movement is there. Uh, Meta certified coaxial master uh, chronometer caliber 8938, which you can see through an exhibition case back. Um, it's a really beautiful piece, and actually, I'm I really love the fact that Omega has gone into this world timing complication. It's something that I think these, let's call it um, mid-century level um, watch brands, don't play around enough with. And the execution of this in the Aquaterra is, is, is phenomenal by Omega. Um, so definitely deserves a, a clap, um, a round of applause for, for what they've been able to um, to accomplish. They aren't limited editions, so there'll be normal production. A really beautiful example and uh, one that I would 100% add to my to my line of watches if you're interested in sort of sporty sporty watches with classic complications. It, it, it truly is a beautiful piece. Um, uh, definitely take a look at the um, the, the pictures if you want to see it. You go to, go to the link in the in the show notes um, because they, it really does it is a beautiful looking watch. I know we took a went from Ottawa Piquet to Omega, which is a little bit um, different. I wanted to talk about this pretty cool Big Bang um, Unico uh, that was made by Hugo. This is a Big Bang Unico that was made from Nespresso capsules and coffee grounds. So um, this is probably something that you might feel is kind of strange and, you know, it's just a gimmick, but um, the watch is awesome. <laughs> it's this, um, it, it basically took, um, took these products and, um, and created this incredible, incredible watch that is um, quite different. Um, it is uh, limited to 200 pieces. I think Publo sometimes gets um, a lot of um, comments about the fact that they uh, only, they create these limited edition watches and everything's a limited edition. So really, is there such a thing as a, as a limited edition? I do think that, um, that, uh, that limited editions can become overkill. Um, but at the same time, I do think that when you do something interesting like this to sort of support maybe the recycling of products that are not reusable, I think there's a there's an added level there. So I'll just quickly read a little bit from this article. The Big Bang Unicorn Espresso Origin is the first watch to be made using recycled espresso aluminum capsules in coffee grounds. Um, the case, the bezel, the crown, and the pushers are made from recycled aluminum. A healthy 28% of the aluminum composite used 
to make the case comes from actual Nespresso coffee capsules. So it's a small fraction, but still a significant portion. Um, used coffee grounds in Nespresso capsules are somehow transformed into a watch strap. The strap includes 4.1% coffee grounds and 8.2% of recycled white rubber. There's an additional strap included from, made from 100% rec recycled fabrics, which is composed of 5% coffee grounds and 95% recycled polyester. So you definitely have to take this with a grain of, grain of salt. This 42mm watch obviously has portions of it made from these materials, but it still is drawing attention to the idea that these are recycled, recyclable products, and it's something that we should keep our eyes on when we are thinking about the way we want to go about the world. It is really beautiful, um, beautiful chronograph movement, um, open work dials, so you can see the movement, and when you flip it over, obviously you can see the the uh, through the display of the case back the uh, HUB one two eight zero movement. If I had a choice between this and maybe a Royal Oak, who knows what I would choose? I'm not really a coffee drinker, but I do know a lot of people who love coffee and I love Nespresso, and I think this obviously has some sort of. Um, part to play in, in the idea of sustainability. Lastly, I wanted to talk about the um, third Seiko collaboration that Rowing Blazers had with uh, to produce um, these really beautiful um, Seiko watches. What's really cool about these watches is obviously this isn't the, the first time this has happened, They've but they've created a Seiko 5 Sport limited edition um, for rowing blazers. If you look at the dial of these pieces, I should say that it comes in a couple tile colors. It comes in, uh, in, in purple, pink, yellow, and white. I've seen the pink dial um, a ton on Instagram. If you haven't seen it, it's pretty, pretty cool. But it's a 41 millimeter Seiko 5 with a customized dial with rowing blazers written towards six o'clock. It really is an, a beautiful watch, a nice collaboration, and has drawn a lot of attention from collectors. I think that the idea with this is it actually hits really nicely with summer. These colors are not, you know, your typical black or blue or, um, or you know, maybe like a dark green. You've got purple, pink, yellow, and white, which really stand out. Um, I think this is another way of <clears throat> the watch industry actually trying to have a little bit of fun, making things that are going to be desired by collectors and allow you to have, you know, you know, I, it really is fun. I think that's the the crux of it. Um, there's a really nice event at, um, at Rowing Blazer in New York um, to to launch these. There was a couple that were sold as well. Um, as I mentioned, these are all over Instagram. Steel case, purple, pink, yellow, and white dials. Um, I would love to get my hands on one of these um, to, to try it. I, 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 I'm not a Seiko collector. I'm not, I don't typically wear Seiko watches just because it hasn't really sparked my, t my attention at all, but who knows? Um, I, I have interacted with many Seikos in my, in my, in my life. Um, it's a beautiful watch. It has an English and Japanese date um, on it too, so obviously is making sure that it's in line with what Seiko is. Each of the dial colors <clears throat> is limited to 880 pieces um, and 495 US um, for, for one of these, 495 uh, dollars, US dollars for one of these makes it um, pretty, pretty attainable, pretty collectible. <clears throat> if I was to have one of them, I think I would go for the purple. I really like the deep purple. <clears throat> I think my least favorite is probably the yellow, but that's just my aesthetic. It'll be interesting to see which ones <clears throat> are the most popular. And for sure, these are gonna be super, super fun.
um, they were released and were included um, at select retailers Rowing Blazers, Seiko USA, uh, the Hodinkee Shop, and then the Rowing Blazers flagship um, store in New York City. So if you're buying any of those or shopping in those places, check them out. So a lot is happening, tons um, going on um, around the, the watch industry. Some things that I didn't mention was uh, Kerato was named, um, Davide uh, Kerato was named, uh, Serato was named as the new CEO of Prémont. There were watch spottings in, in, uh, in, uh, in, at the Met Gala. There's tons of that has happened. So if you follow any, um, any publications, you'll, you'll definitely be reading about these things. But going into the summer with a lot of watch enthusiasm, which is very exciting. Um, stay tuned on the podcast and also lifeonthewrist.com if you want to read some articles about what's going on in the watch industry. You can also follow us on Instagram. We post pretty heavily there. So you can see everything that's going on uh, and you might as well hit us up there as well if you want to talk about watches. As I mentioned, there'll be links in the show notes to all of the watches and the news that I've discussed on this podcast. So head over to the show notes if you want to see those. I encourage you to follow along um, to see the pictures of the things that we're speaking about. If you are new to Life in the Wrist podcast, be sure to follow us. And if you are feeling generous and wouldn't mind rating this podcast, it really does help me out. With this said, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and until next time.